Thank you, Jesus. Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. Amen. We welcome you once again to our Good Friday uh, service as we worship the Lord for all that he has done for us uh, and life everlasting, amen. He's given us life everlasting as he went to the cross for you and I. And what an interesting day that we call Good Friday. You know, a day that recognizes and celebrates uh, the death of Jesus Christ. But obviously, we don't celebrate the act of death, but we celebrate, amen, what came from that, amen. We celebrate what Jesus did and what Jesus has brought us by, rising, by, by raising himself from the dead, amen, for you and I. For going to the cross for our sins, our iniquities, that he would die for you and I. We celebrate what comes from Jesus going to the cross. It has given you and I an opportunity to be free. To be free from the bondage of sin. To be free from eternal separation that sin causes to be free from that path that we were heading down towards death. This title, the title of the message that I have for you tonight, which is a quick message, is called The Crossroad. The Crossroad. We all know what a crossroad is. It's an intersection of two streets. You come to a crossroad and you have to make a decision. Do I, go, do I make a left, do I make a right, or do I go straight? And this crossroad that I want to look at tonight is the road that led Jesus to the cross. And I want to look at a question here. What led him to the cross? And this is what I want to focus on tonight. Tonight we're going to have communion. Before we do that, I want to give a little bit here of what it was that led Jesus to dine for you and I. What was it? Number one is obedience. Jesus says in John chapter 7 and verse 17 that he was sent by God. He was sent by his Father. Jesus' obedience is clearly demonstrated in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 39, where he says these words, and he says, my father, as he cries out to God, he says, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. And Jesus says, yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. So clearly, Jesus was living a life that was submitted unto God. He was living a life of obedience. Crucifixion was one of the most dreadful and painful methods of execution. Nothing to be glorified. Nothing that you would, that you would even think of, of, of you know, wearing on your body. It was something that was... That was uh, it was dreadful. It was, it was something that no one wanted to go through. See, but even worse than the 
crucifixion that took place was that Jesus took on the sins of the world. He took on the sins of yours and mine. And this was, this way, you know, when I say this was even worse because this caused separation from God. And believe me, there's nothing worse than that. There's nothing worse than being separated from God due to sin. Jesus speaks in Matthew 27, 46, and he says, My God, why have you forsaken me? You see, sin causes this separation. And as Jesus took upon the sins of the world, not only did he suffer for you and I, but he also experienced this separation. And it hurt him. It hurt him. It, 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 it cut him deeper than anything else, I believe. Because all the time there was, there's, this, there's this unity, there's this oneness. And then come separation. See, but through it all, he remained obedient. And God is calling you and I to remain obedient to him, to take heed to his voice, to take heed to his instruction. Why? Because he loves you. In 1 Peter 1.6, it says, So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. You see, we're only here for a little while. What are some things that you may find yourself going through in life today? What are some things that you may be facing in life? Bible says, take joy. Take joy. Why? You got to be crazy to take joy in the things that I'm going through, pastor. Well, take joy because this is not going to last forever. Take joy because Jesus has went to prepare a place for you. Take joy because even though you may be going through trials and, and tribulation, God has never left you. God is with you, amen. You are not separated from him. God, help us. God, help us to not let sin put that wedge in our relationship. See, number one that led him to the cross was obedience, and number two was love, and in no particular order here. You know, to say that, to say that only obedience led Jesus to the cross would kind of give the impression that he really didn't want to die for you and I. He didn't really care for you. He was, he was just doing what he was told. It kind of gives that impression. Earlier in the service, my three-year-old was was talking as three-year-olds do. And I told her, I said, stop talking. And she stopped talking, but she gave me a death stare. <laughs> no one knew this. I wish they would have had it on video camera so she can see herself. But she gave me this stare like, like Dad, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> You don't know who you're talking to. 
How dare you tell me to be quiet? But the thing is, is that she stopped. She stopped talking. See, you can be obedient, but there's ways of us being obedient that we really don't want to do it. Right? We say, we say, all right, God, I'll do it. And then we complain the entire way. And we're grumbling. And we're, and we're saying things under our breath the entire way. You really don't want to do it. Maybe you're just, you're just going in fear. <laughs> you're afraid of what is to come if you don't do it. Our kids may think that if I don't do it, I'm going to get the paddle, right? And so they do it in fear. They don't really want to do it. See, I believe Jesus did this in love. Let me show you why. John 3, 16, a very familiar portion of Scripture here, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, and you say, well, that's God. Well, God and Jesus are one. Have you ever heard of the Trinity? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are one. God doesn't love us, but then Jesus doesn't like us. <laughs> That's not how that works. Father, I know you love them, but oh, I just can't stand them. These aren't the conversations that take place in heaven. I guarantee it. They are one. Jesus is God. And so if we know that they are one, look at John 5, 58, or listen to me read it. John 5, 58 says, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was even born I am. Can you imagine the faces when he said that? Their jaws dropped. What are you talking about? You weren't alive before Abraham? That was many years ago. What are you talking about? See, Jesus refers to himself using the same name that God referred to himself in Exodus 3.14 when he was speaking to Moses. And he called himself, I am. What does that mean? That means that they are one. That means that if God loves us, Jesus loves us too. That means that not only did he go to the cross in obedience, but he went to the cross for you and I in love. In love he went. It were, it were those things that compelled him to go to the cross. And I ask you this evening, which road will you take? If you find yourself at a crossroad in your life, if you find yourself at a place where you have not submitted unto God, you have a decision to make tonight. You have a decision. You see, as I mentioned before, you don't know love until you know God's love. You don't know how to love 
until you experience God's love. You don't know how, I'm sorry, but I don't know how to love if it wasn't for God's love. We fail all the time, 10 times out of 10, you're going to fail showing love if you're doing it on your own. If you're doing it based upon what, what, the, what Hollywood says or what, or what so-and-so is saying that doesn't know God, you're gonna fail every single time. See, but when you begin to experience God's love, you can love others. You can now forgive others. You can now, you can now feel for one another of what someone else is going through. Instead of, just, instead of just writing someone off, you could actually think, well, you know what? Maybe they had a rough day today. That's God showing you how to love someone. You probably didn't realize that. But when you sit and think, you know what? Maybe it's because of this and this. So you know what? I'm gonna give them another chance. I'm gonna forgive them. I'm gonna let that go. That's you showing God's love. That's not you, that's God. That doesn't come from the world. The world says, turn your back. The world says, fool me once, shame on me, or shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That's what the world says. God doesn't say that. You won't find that in scripture. But instead, he says 70 times seven, you need to forgive, right? That means don't even take count. Don't even take count of the times that you forgive one another. Let God show you how to love tonight. Let's be obedient to him, church. The road that Jesus traveled to get to the cross was paved in obedience and love. Let that be an example to you and I. Oh, it's a great Friday. It is. It is. As, as we know, as we're gonna see on Sunday as well, as we, as we celebrate Resurrection Day, that it doesn't end right here. It's not, it's not good because of death, amen. It's good because of what is to come, amen. There is life. There is life to come. There is life for you and I. There's an opportunity for you to live forever with God, that you would not be eternally separated because that's not God's will for your life. God's will for your life is for you to live with him forever and ever and ever. God's will is for you to experience that oneness right now on this earth. As our worship team comes forward this evening, where do you find yourself in life? Where do you find yourself? The road to the cross. The crossroad in your life where, to, where there's that intersection, where two streets collide. Where do you find yourself? Do you find yourself having a difficult, having a difficult time making a decision let me tell you right now, choose Jesus. 
Choose Jesus. Whatever you're going through right now in your life, choose Jesus. Why? Because that means that you're choosing joy. Oh, man, that's great. That's great. When you choose Jesus, that means that you're choosing peace. Lord, I want peace in my life. That's what happens when you choose Jesus. When you choose Jesus, you're choosing wisdom. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Go home. I'm, this, is, this should excite you tonight. When you choose Jesus, you choose life. As every head is bowed, every eye closed tonight.